0: I'm Mitchell Vandenberg And I'm David Scarlatescu. And welcome to Back to the Scene. A home for movie lovers that want to stay up to date on all things entertainment. Whether you're a super fan or a casual fan, we got you covered. We talk about a wide range of topics including film, TV shows, and all things relevant to movie pop culture. So sit back, grab some popcorn, because we're about to get Back to the Scene. Welcome back to another episode of Back to the Scene, everyone. If you are listening and not watching, you'll see that we have a special guest. Ant-Man is here with us today in the studio. Hi, everyone. I don't know how like to hear me in this thing. Oh, my goodness. That's not Paul Rudd. It's Mitchell. Wow, you should get an Academy for Warfare acting. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we've got a very special episode. It's going to be basically only two topics. We're going to talk about the flash trailer that dropped on super bowl weekend yep just di- digest that a little bit and then we're just going to jump straight into our thoughts and opinions opinions on uh, ant-man, Ant-Man quantum mania so mitchell flash trailer yes
1: where do i begin with that trailer uh it's a lot was it was a bit really, it was a long trailer it was a real long trailer. i'm noticing that a lot of studios are now putting out like almost like three to four like the the new fast 10 trailer that was like a four minute trailer pretty much
0: yes yeah
1: but we're not here to talk about the fast acts talk about the flash so i mean it had the trailer had everything i wanted in it i don't know how how, it's like that's the also the first like teaser trailer too they're eventually gonna release another trailer close to the movie release as their like official main trailer which
0: is crazy to think because i would be happy with what they just released
1: if they just didn't release anything else yeah i'm kind of surprised they showed that much (laughs) should just been a little bit more of a slight tease however it is Kind of like a lot later than other movies that come out in June because they released the trailer like months before this one. Um, but actually, okay, let's just get into the meats of uh, what happens in the trailer. So, looks like Flash decides to. How actually, before we even get it, how much do you know about the Flash, like in his origin, history, and all that? Very minimal. Okay, so Barry Allen, he is a uh, when he was, as when he was a kid, his mother was killed. And he became a, uh, crime scene investigation, uh, uh, crime scene analysis. I don't know if that's the correct term, but he became a police officer that specializes in like analyzing the crime scene. and Some CSI stuff. Yeah. yeah. CSI stuff. And he like, per- likes to go on like cases that are like, this is kind of more of the TV show kind of thing where he wanted to go focus on specialized cases that kind of revolved like around like metahuman kind of stuff for like the extraordinary cases because that's a similar situation that happened to his mother because his mother was killed by he finds out later it's his enemy the reverse flash anyway they might not do that in the movie but regardless he gets struck by lightning and as he gets struck by lightning he gets thrown to like a bunch of like chemicals and it like turns him into the flash and basically that's his origin so the main part of this movie is because he now has the ability, as a flash, to time travel. He wants to go back in time to stop his mother from being killed. And what that does, it creates a domino effect of changes in the world.
0: Wait, so you're saying that what Bruce Banner said in Endgame about time travel does not work in DC?
1: No, not at all. Completely okay. different. Actually, okay. this version, too, it's like, because Michael Keaton's Batman is not part of the uh, DCU, looks like. In doing so he like destroys the multiverse and collides them together or something like that I don't know
0: yes and we did see Supergirl
1: yes because this form of her yeah and the the story that this movie is based off of the Flashpoint comics Barry Allen goes back in time, saves his mother when he goes back into the future he no longer has any superpowers Iris West who is at that point in his time his wife is married to someone else um, his mom's alive though uh, Superman doesn't exist, or as far as they know, he doesn't exist. Um, instead of Bruce Wayne being killed in the alleyway, or sorry, instead of his Bruce Wayne's parents being killed in the alleyway, Bruce Wayne was shot instead, and Thomas Wayne became Batman. And uh, the Amazons are at war with the Atlanteans, so Wonder Woman and Aquaman are like basically at war with each other. So Hal Jordan never became Green Lantern, whole bunch of things that just put everything into chaos. So then Barry tries to find Batman and fix things, and things go sideways, and then he ends up, at the end of the comic, basically go back time to stop himself from saving his mother, and in doing so, basically reboots the universe. Oh. So it's kind of what they're going to do with this movie. It's just kind of like a secret gateway to rebooting the DC universe.
0: I like it. Okay. So yeah, that that is their idea for rebooting mm-hmm. rebooting the setup and everything, which is a a great idea in my opinion to put it all together. I do like how in the trailer they mentioned that I think it was it was Barry that said the like I I can't remember the exact quote, but it was something along the lines of time has a way of wanting to the same things have a tendency to want to happen again like if even if you try to change something, it'll still kind of happen in a similar way, yeah, so I thought that was a very interesting take on it that like even if he saves his mother, maybe something else happens because he was his mother actually was supposed to die, you know, mm mm-hmm. I also
1: also do like the line where Michael Keaton's Batman says, Barry, this isn't your world. why are you even trying to save it? And he's like, "This is the world my mom lives, oh, yeah, yeah,
0: no, and I think Michael Keaton's Batman's gonna get everyone's juices going again, so. mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: from someone who's never seen at all Michael Keaton's Batman.
0: Yep, yep.
1: Did you did you get like hyped up a little bit? You oh, know, a little bit, or just kind of like I wouldn't
0: you know, say Batman? I wouldn't say I got. I think I got hyped up because it's, it's just cool to see, what is known as an iconic character. Mm-hmm. But I think I'll get more hyped because I'll make sure I watch both the Michael mm-hmm. Keaton Batman's before this movie comes out, so that I can get properly amped up for it.
1: Also, like in the trailer, they use the
0: original Danny Elfman Batman theme so well. I don't know about that, but I did recognize. I did recognize the the costume is the same though. Yeah, it's close. Yeah, so that looks pretty cool. Same old logo, just with the yellow Mm and the. It was actually a fun fact in the very
1: first Monkey King's Batman movie, they couldn't get the license for the actual Batman logo, so it's slightly different. When they finally got like when the second one came out, Batman Returns, that he has like the regular logo. Interesting. It's weird, you notice know, it's just got like more points, like you know how like that the Batman logo's got like the three points on like the third middle point. It's got like three like or two extra little dints that go out. It's yeah. Interesting. Weird okay. fun fact of the day.
0: Any other any other points we need to hit on this trailer?
1: I don't know. is there anything else you want to talk about? We've covered it.
0: No, I think I think really we mostly good. covered it. It was good. It was it, it gave us every little piece of what we need to see, and I think we will. I think it it, it sets us up really good for the movie dropping in June.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, Ant Man time. Who wants to start? Well, I'm going to let you start. You are going to let me start? Yeah, because okay. I have a feeling we have a very different points of view. I am no, I'm, I'm in the minority to be just honest. Just
0: from the one, just from the one text, I already got. So here's the thing: I watched Quantum Mania in Seattle after coming back from Disney World so i got to experience amc imax laser 3d like really really cool the depth the quality the sound everything was phenomenal that's how movies should be experienced it was freakishly expensive it was like a 75 canadian dollar trip to the movie theater really between snacks and the movie yeah holy insane kind of worth it <laughs> Let's put it this way, I'm glad I don't live in near an IMAX theater for the month of June. Well, you could get the EMCE
1: list, which is like kinda like Cine Club, except on this unlike the membership where you only get one movie a month, you get like several I things I don't know how many it is, but like I think it's ten movies if, a month.
0: If that was the, if that's the case, then I would definitely sign up for that for that month at least. But yeah, I I didn't have access to any of that. I got the matinee special, so it was even twenty five percent off what that would have been, and it was still 40 us dollars for two of us wow um and then you get the conversion and everything
1: but actually they also changed their seats so like certain seats are worth more money now don't know if you do that nope did not so like if you sit in the middle it's cost like more money than it is if you sit near the front or in the back or stuff like that they just implemented like last week
0: okay i wonder i don't think i saw that so maybe i maybe i got in right before that happened but anyways besides the point the movie yeah so look let's talk about some of the stuff that they did really well i really like the i thought the cgi the world the visuals on the quantum realm were absolutely phenomenal i thought i actually liked the comic relief i know people are getting kind of fatigued about the comic relief i enjoyed the comic relief i thought the the jokes were good they landed pretty well I didn't mind as much. I know there's a lot of criticism around like Cassie's character and everything. I didn't mind that. That didn't bother me at all. I thought Kang was phenomenal. Um, what's the name of the actor again? Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors. Does, did an incredible job. I cannot wait to see him in more Kang roles. I think the first thing that kind of started to go wrong for me was how strong kang started off i'll tell you the the main let's put it this way the 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 two major cons that i have with this so those are all the pros i really liked all that stuff two major cons i have are one kang should not be losing kang the conqueror should not be losing to ant-man and the wasp that really bothered me i was like that, that just really, really rubbed me the wrong way. For how overpowered he was when we first got introduced to him in the movie where he's, like, maneuver, like moving them with his fingers, basically. To then, oh, I just got beat by Ant-Man, basically. And then secondly, I don't like that they all just made it out perfectly fine, scot-free. It just bothered me.
1: Actually, I was, I'll talk to you a little bit about after, but that wasn't the original ending. They reshot it all interesting i'll tell you about that after but okay
0: uh, so that was that was basically something that really bothered me when ant-man was getting the shit kicked out of him i was sitting there watching it and i was like yes i was like this is where we're gonna see how ruthless kang is he's gonna kill ant-man in front of his daughter and call me a sick human being for wanting that but that's what i wanted I just wanted to see that because I just think it's been too easy for some Marvel movies lately. And I just wanted to see some kind of seriousness where you see the brutality of Kang. And I know that there's going to be more Kangs and everything, but I really thought that if they ran with this one specifically, the damage this particular Kang has done, not just his variants, I think we would have... And again, I'm not I'm not by any means as mad as some people. I think there's a lot of people that say this movie sucked. No, I don't think it sucked. I I actually enjoyed the movie. I think it was a good movie. But there were a few key things that really bothered me. I'm just gonna remain open-minded for how they developed Kang for the rest of it. But yeah, that those were those are the main two points that just really bothered me. Is that everyone just made it no problem, and that somehow Kang the Conqueror got beat by aman man and the Wasp. It just bugged me okay
1: now my guess i'll explain what i like about the movie actually no i'll go backwards i'll say what the negative but it's not really the fault of the movie it's just how the mcu does its time travel so they have it set up that time travel and multiverses are the same thing which i absolutely hate because like why would a, the, the change in the timeline cause a different dimension like dimension hopping and time travel are two completely different sci-fi things and they merge them to one so I hate that plus like the time travel they set up in Avengers Endgame whatever you do in the past doesn't affect the future you go return to so how is Kang relevant if what he does in the past doesn't affect the future he returns to the whole concept is just like makes no sense at all so Say that again. How
0: is Kang relevant if
1: what he does is relevant? Because if he goes back in the, to change his future, he can't change the future. Because when you go back in time, the future we return to is still the same. From but he's
0: he not him. trying to change his future. What is the goal of Kang?
1: Well, Kang is basically trying to destroy, like basically conquer and like time traveling. So where if he travels to whatever point in time, when he returns or whatever, and everything he did wouldn't have changed... By Avengers Endgame logic. Fair. Fair. But I think Kang's goal is... To wipe everything out, to kind of like... But then it's kind of like the He Who Remains' is goal, who is separate from Kang. So I don't know. I don't know. He's another Kang variant, though. I know, but He Who Remains is... Did what he did to prevent Kang from existing.
0: Yes. I don't know. So would we were they, thinking they've, the they've got a lot of explaining to this... Anyway, what so, else you got? That's the that's the one major thing I
1: was just kind of like, oh. but for I just because that's kind of already pre existing setup from other MCU stuff like Loki. I don't really blame the movie for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, really like I love the humor. I love just the idea of just the fish out of water situation of having a character like Ant Man being thrown into like a whole new world. Even though like I mean the quantum realm has been there before, being thrusted into a situation where you're unfamiliar with everything and you're kind of like the super mario brothers movie actually yeah exactly you're thrown into a world that you're unfamiliar with and you're caught in between this battle of some conqueror and you have to try to find a way to stop him and actually i love the idea of ant-man actually fighting kang the conqueror one of the most dangerous um impossible villains to fight and you have the most underestimated underdog of all the superheroes fighting him i just i just like that i love i love that stories. he's
0: fighting him too but i don't think it's in any way a battle he should be winning all, i think how they did actually work for me just because okay he they did get their
1: asses kicked all the way up to the point where kang said i am kang you talk to ants and then freaking all the ant, ant army comes are the
0: yeah, ones can, basically Can you explain to me what happened with that ant army exactly because that is still a bit fuzzy to me so basically hank him when they went to the quantum realm what happened to the ants why did they come back so like
1: intelligent intelligent? they ended up in a time storm so um a time storm is i guess it's called a time storm i I don't remember but anyway they're caught i think it was called a time storm where basically they like lived they couldn't die but they basically they're like are forced to live thousands upon thousands of years so like they're they kind of set up already before in the movie that hank like did alterations to the ants to already make them smart Mm -hmm. So, if they lived thousands and thousands of years... They were just getting smarter. Yeah. So then, I guess they lived in a little pocket area of the quantum realm, and they created their own society. And how did they get out? Well, they're still in the quantum realm.
0: But only a specific part of the quantum realm is a time storm? Yeah. Like, when they are going shrinking down, they got caught in it. Oh, okay.
1: Because everyone came in separately, I guess by chunks. Uh, Hank, Janet, and Hope went One at once pretty much they went first yeah cassie and scott won, and then the ants came after
0: oh okay gotcha That's no that makes sense because i when they came out and i was like it was briefly explained but i didn't really get it so hypothetically speaking they could have developed similar tech to what kang has if they've lived for thousands of years
1: That's possibly because kang's like i think he's in the comics he's in the,
0: like, the 30th century yeah 30th yeah so yeah, I guess it's kind of equals up yes well and i like the i like the moments where he's like an avenger have i killed you before are you the one with the hammer like yeah that was good So is like moments moments like that that i thought were kind of shows how how much he just brushes off the concept of avengers that they just don't mean very much to him mm. and i guess the, the
1: only way that i guess at the very climax that ant-man actually kind of stood Ant Man and lost any chance he because lost his, his suit, year. was all ripped up
0: that's fair. He, did, all he was
1: that just that literally way. man versus man at that point.
0: Yeah, because he was dominating him, Cassie, and the Wasp very easily before that.
1: Yeah. Until the, yeah. So, and I'll tell you what the original ending was. So, actually, before I even say that, it was actually funny. Eternals and <laughs> man and the Wasp Quantumania were the two movies that Marvel was, like, really excited about. And, like, after it was done, they were, like, thinking that these are going to be, like, their, like, top, like, best films they ever made it's funny because they're the, the worst two credit movies, scores yeah the worst critic however audience scores around the Watch quantum mania are really high mm-hmm. so but anyway okay <sighs> where was it going like this so the original ending that they had is kang gets out and both scott and um hope are stuck in the quantum realm yeah so the main i guess the test audiences didn't really like it which is why they changed it so I can tell I when he, I re, I saw it twice. I re like rewatched it last night and I watched the ending. I'm like, oh, they 100% reshot the ending of like Scott back in the human world because a couple of months ago, I want to say it was like early, late last year, there was like images of Paul Rudd walking down the sidewalk filming that ending scene. I'm like, okay, they're just doing pickup shots. But yeah, I guess that that whole thing was reshot and then at the end and the restaurant for Cassie's missing birthday. I can tell that Cassie, the actress who plays Cassie, she's definitely wearing a wig because she's natural blonde. Whereas in the last scene, she must probably dyed her hair brown for the whole movie, but because they're doing reshoots, she just put on a wig, brown wig. I'm like, that hair looks a lot different. looks kind of wiggish. And then plus um, Evangeline Lily's hair, it was like short and black for the whole movie, but in the restaurant, it's kind of more, it's a lot bigger and it's kind of a brownie blonde, not black. Yeah. So like, okay, this is, yeah, it's an reshot. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know why they would reshoot that. Because I feel like, I feel like I would have liked that ending a lot more. The thing is, I understand
1: why, because there's two things. Because I guess in the original cut, Kang, once he escaped, who's going to destroy Janet's world, which is the main world as revenge? So if he got out, he, why would what would we stop him from not destroying the world immediately? Because we have several movies to get through before King Dynasty and Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. And then, two, if Cassie, Hank, and Janet get out, they have the technology to just rescue Scott and Hope immediately anyway, which they did in the new cut. So just kind of... It kind of... There's like... It, it is more symbolically story, better the original ending, but there's also just kind of like plot
0: holes that kind of pop up, so I understand maybe and, that's why the original test scientists didn't like that. And all of this is happening right now because He Who Remains got killed by the Lokis, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I do have theories on actually this Kang was going to happen with him. And you don't think he's dead? God, no. Because, okay, like, why would the, you make a character basically identical to what the ideal comic book version adaptation to Kang would be in live action, and then just kill him off, even though you have...
0: Especially when he's clearly one of the ones that the other Kangs see as a threat. Yeah. If they like, He's like
1: him. the main Kang. Yeah. Like all the other variants, like the Ramatut and Silver Centurion and Immortus... Okay, so also this is why I don't like multiverse dimensions because I guess they're different timeline dimensions, but in the original comic books, those are all the same versions of Kang through different points in time in his life. Oh, I see. Okay. So in this version, they're all like different multiverse variants. So I'm like, eh, but anyway. It's... What I think is going to happen is there's rumors about the Beyonder in Secret Wars it actually could be a Kang variant or a version of Kang. And the Beyonder is like this inop... in I can't ever say this word, but inop... In, 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 in upon godly being let's just use that in, word in op- you know what you do mean right it's like o-m
0: omnipotent
1: in- omnipotent 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 being. Yeah. anyway yeah. basically can control time and space and all of reality is a beyonder so what i'm thinking is this kang from man man lost quantum when he got sucked into the core of that energy core that the thing that pilots his ship that's able to travel through travel time. times and dimensions i we it when i watched it, it looks like he shrinks down inside of it doesn't like he like explodes or blow up or anything like that. So I think he gets like... You think he's the Beyonder. Yeah, he's going to become the Beyonder and basically form the battle world and be, create this world, get, destroy all the other multiverses and dimensions and craft this own world into how he wants it to be is what I think cigar Wars is going to be. Interesting. And Kang Dynasty, the one before that, is I think dealing with that whole post-credits scene of that cancel of Kangs is what I think King Dynasty will be.
0: Because what, what are the... What is the goal of the Council of Kings now? I didn't really understand that scene either. They're like basically. Well, I don't oh, think the we humans know yet. can figure out the humans are technologically advanced enough or whatever. What did he say? I don't remember. I
1: don't know exactly what the Council of Kings' goal is. I'm sure we'll find out mm. in the Kang Dynasty or leading up to it. But I feel that they're going to be the threat for King Kang Dynasty. Who knows? The Avengers defeat them and then opens door for the Beyonder Kang from Ant Man Lost Quantum Man to come in and then destroy everything and create the battle world and lead into secret
0: wars interesting this is what i think's gonna happen yeah no there's there's a lot there's a lot to unpack and there was a lot to there's a lot of information so that makes a little bit more sense makes me feel a little bit better because i did think oh he's just toast now he's no. just dead there's every, if the, if that was the case
1: that would. I just I just can't imagine them doing that, and I I do like and I also because Ant Man's probably my aside from Spider Man my second favorite like Avenger so really yeah so I did kind of like that I don't know I just I just always liked Ant Man like way back in high school like when the before the Ant Man movie came out I was like man I really want them to because at that point the Ant Man movie is like in development hell with Edgar Wright and I was like I really really wanted it to be made for the longest time i always tell people about it and everyone was like there's no way in hell I would ever watch a movie called ant-man
0: well we I did that we did and they made three, three of them yeah. yeah not only did they watch it they made three of them there's three ant-man movies and one hulk mcu movie there you go they did hulk dirty still not done with that and Well, i don't know how is, they can fix it either the problem is they can't make a hulk movie because universal's got the distribution rights oh so is they that can't right can't do another
1: one yeah oh,
0: okay I was wondering because yeah when I was at Universal Studios I was like there's a Hulk coaster I'm like how do they have Hulk rights
1: yeah they have the rights for all theatrical distributed solo Hulk movies that means it's just it's a weird it's a different
0: thing but Marvel has- can use them in cameos as long as it's not their own yeah it's weird because Marvel owns the rights they just don't have rights to the
1: solo Hulk stuff so they can use like Hulk and the Avengers and all that but they can't have a movie called Hulk
0: so the Incredible Hulk was distributed by Universal but made by... Marvel Studios. Marvel yep. Studios. Correct.
1: And then they just never did it again. Interesting. It's, it is a weird situation. That is a very weird but situation. But at that point in time, Marvel was not owned by Disney. So it was a different situation. Right. They even through wrenches. Marvel Studios, they had Iron Man, Captain America through Paramount, mm-hmm. and um, the Hulk was through Universal. So they're... They're a smaller studio that was branching out to different, bigger distributors to distribute the film. That's why Universal has the Hulk. Okay. Right. So, actually, I Actually, think they had it before because they made it the 2003 Hulk. So I think that's why they went through Universal instead of Paramount for the Hulk movie. Interesting.
0: Well, no, you've, you, I think you've opened my eyes a little bit more. Like I said, I wasn't its biggest critic. I mean, even when I texted you, I said there were a few things that bothered me about it, but I don't by any means... Agree with all the people saying it was the worst Marvel movie of all God time. No. I just don't. I just don't think that. They there's, haven't. There's seen too many Wade Trinity. There's too many. <laughs> there's too many. Uh, neither have I. There. There's too many good points in it for it to, for it to take that crown. Mm-hmm. Like people comparing it to Eternals, which honestly I didn't think was that. I bad thought either. Eternals was pretty good too. I liked Eternals. I know <laughs> I did. <laughs> I don't know what okay. everyone's so mad about. Like Eternals wasn't that bad. I mean, if you had to rank your bottom two or bottom three Marvel movies of all time,
1: I already know what they are. Bottom two is Iron Man three and Thor: The Dark World. Bottom two,
0: Thor's The Dark World for sure is in there. Iron Man three, you didn't like?
1: I didn't. I just, I just hated the Mandarin twist, and that really irked me the wrong way. I can't get over it. That's
0: fair. I understand that. It's because like the Mandarin is Iron Man's
1: Joker. His green goblin, and then it's just like, oh, he's a okay.
0: Joke. So you yes, with that kind of like, with that context, me. that makes sense. It I, really didn't, I didn't, know that. I
1: didn't know So excited for some Mandarin Iron Man action, and we didn't get that. It just it, the way, plus the way the trailers. Like no, we set got up, Tre-
0: we got Trevor the Liverpool thing. Yeah, and I was just actor. like,
1: you, you think I'm mad? Bradley is like a massive Iron Man fan. He, he like he he almost can't watch Iron Man three just because of really. That. He was not happy.
0: Jeez. Okay. So. I don't know. For me, I feel like Thor The Dark World. I don't dislike Thor 1. I rewatched it again recently, and I actually thought it was decent. I like the battle of Thor to become a worthy mm. god as opposed to the internal battle. I thought that was a cool dialogue.
1: But you're still putting it as one of the lore-ranked ones?
0: No, I was Person, just... Or? No, I was just it came to mind because I know a lot of people don't like that one. I don't know. It'd be it'd be really hard for me. I like a lot of the movies. I like a lot of the movies. It's hard to rank them low. Mm-hmm. I think probably Captain Marvel would be down there. Yeah. Um, and again, through no fault of their own. Like I like Captain Marvel. I like the movie concept. I just some of the writing surrounding Brie Larson and. Carol Danvers' character just kind of yes, rubbed me the wrong way.
1: It's weird.
0: Actually, when I look at that
1: movie, for whatever reason, that movie is, like, made by the supporting characters. Just because... It like, really is. Right, just, it is, like, Nick Fury... I feel that Captain Marvel in her movie doesn't have a strong character arc. No. Like, I don't... I, I can't understand, like, every protagonist got to have a need and a want, and it's not very clear or her journey... Like, I just have it trying to get, like, their point of... um she shouldn't like hold back but like it doesn't really i don't know it didn't work the way i think it should have and wasn't as powerful as what they're going for
0: no and it just definitely not
1: it didn't like she was being talked down because she was a girl all her life for like being in the army and all that stuff but it just the way it was like written in the story and like how it was set up the way it paid off i don't feel was it could have been done better and i just yeah, I think that would have made that movie a lot stronger if they set up having the need, maybe be something else, or just implement more at the beginning, I or uh, or show that more. Like she, like I don't know, she is holding back and didn't really feel like she was. She would just like put like restraining cuffs on. It wasn't like an inner need, character conflict at all. It was like an external yep. thing, and I felt that shouldn't
0: have been done that way. Well i i agree with you i agree with you so on that note then if what's what's your favorite marvel movie like the spider-man no way home spider-man no way home. of course okay so spider-man no way home is a 10
1: what's a zero None, no none, none.
0: no what is what is uh what is ant-man Quantumania? 9.5 uh, i'm joking not that high uh okay i was like <laughs> I I would put honestly the
1: thing is I do I think the the first Ant Man would be almost a nine point five for me
0: the first Ant Man's really good I this I give one th- I give this one I'll will t- give you my rating and then you can go from there so I'm the same Spider Man No Way Home has to be number one for me followed very closely by Infinity War I just really thought that one rewatched really well um, I, I would give Quantum Mania seven point eight really I was gonna give it a seven
1: <laughs> really. Seven means you still really like it. Well, what's
0: what's the lowest on the scale of you to give it?
1: But you mean like low like a low because like,
0: even the worst Marvel movies, I wouldn't give them a zero. The lowest Marvel movie? Like say
1: I think say what would we give for the dark world?
0: Yeah. Five
1: point four. I was gonna say like five point nine or six. Hey, you're generous. So you
0: So that being said, I liked Quantum Mania more than you.
1: It's weird. I think this is our rating systems are different in our heads. <laughs> Fair. I think that's why it's
0: it's in a seven range. We'll we'll put it that way.
1: So it's a seven out of ten. Because like in my mind, like ten is perfect. Nine is almost perfect. Eight is really like Really, really really good. Seven is I I liked it quite a bit. Six is it was it was pretty good. Five was it was it was it was kind of good, but I didn't like enjoy it. Four is that was kind of disappointing, and then it just goes down from there.
0: Fair enough. Okay based on that rating system i can agree let's let's park this at a seven so our review of ant-man quantum mania it's a seven out of ten you're gonna like a lot of parts of it there's gonna be some stuff that probably rubs you the wrong way just like it did us but overall i mean are we complaining it's another marvel blockbuster i'm Mm -hmm. excited for guardians three now like
1: yeah that's really close
0: it's hyped me up right for it right yeah
1: did you hear the marvels they got the release date push though
0: when is that again?
1: It was supposed to come out July 28th, and then now it comes out November 9th.
0: Oh, that's such a big push. Do you I'm, think they did it because of the DC? But, and because of all the blockbusters coming out in June and July, or what? I don't think so, because <laughs> by then... Because, I mean, two
1: weeks is usually pretty good like leeway, mm-hmm. and June, everything will be done, and then July, mid-July, we have... Actually, the beginning of July, it is... Oppenheimer and uh, uh, Barbie also comes the same day. And then the week after that is mission impossible. And then I think it's another two weeks. And then Marvel's supposed to come out.
0: I wonder if they're changing that ending too.
1: Maybe, maybe, maybe they're looking at they're like,
0: but I don't know. Cause maybe they're looking at the way the Ant-Man ending landed with some critics. What do they care about more in, in regards to how a movie's received? Do they care about the critic score or the audience score? Probably the box office is
1: what they care about because <laughs> for example here's a weird thing because with venom movies the critic scores are really low audience scores are really high and the box offices were big so
0: and I it doesn't matter
1: what the critics say the critics they really care less you know how we all the Transformers movies have low critics rate ratings but they're loved by everyone audience actually i don't know how audience scores is i haven't checked but they make tons of money so it's yeah. it's all about the audience really well the thing is with critics it's nice because then it helps generate good word of mouth immediately. Plus you're able to, you know, throw on like um create ads and T V spots of this movie is you get able to throw on quotes and stuff like that from critics and okay. stuff like that. And brag. Like I remember when Spider Man into the Spider Verse came out, it was like at the time of one of the ads, it was like hundred percent raw tomatoes, blah 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 blah. That kind of stuff.
0: Well, time will tell, let's put it that way. It's good for advertising. Yes. Indeed. Actually, I have another game for next episode, probably. What is it? Uh, um, We'll call it Over Under. I'm going to give you the name of a movie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a number, like a percentage, and you're going to tell me if the audience score was over Ooh. or under that number. Can we do it now? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first one. Captain America... Winter Soldier. Okay. Over or under ninety-two percent? Under. Correct. It's ninety percent. Okay.
1: Let's just take turns because I got stuck. Okay. This one just came out the day right before. And lost Quantum Mania. Winnie the Plue, Blood and Honey. Over or under twenty-five percent?
0: Is that the one where he's, like, a murderer?
1: Yeah. Actually, fun fact, in our town, uh, there was played at our the town theater, and it was the highest grossing box office in all North America. It Winnie beat us. Pool. It did? Young Ronan, it beat Young... No, no, no. It for Winning the Blue Blood and Honey. Oh, okay. I don't know what the actual box office was for what it made,
0: Oh, it was ta- number one. Our town theater. Yeah, it's weird. I had a lot of people asking me about that movie. So, okay. uh, Over, under 25%. I'm going to go under... Yes, that's 6%. 6 6% 57% odds. That's insane. Okay. I got The Amazing Spider-Man. Cap. The first Amazing Spider-Man. Over or under
1: 73%. I feel my mind is like 71, so I'm going to go under.
0: It is exactly seventy one. I'm gonna have to mix. I'm gonna have to mix this a little little. bit. movies because I know them. Yeah, you know them. You know them a little too well. I figured I'd try that one. See what happens. I like how it got. Guess the exact number. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay.
1: Um. Okay. Uh, I have one, but mine's a long title to type out. Go ahead. Oh, right. When you're ready. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, the original 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Over or under 50%? I'm going to go over 50%. It's under. It's 41%. 41. Oh jeez. Which is weird because how everyone loves that movie.
0: I feel like that should be higher. Yeah.
1: It's 81% on the audience.
0: Ah, oh, jeez. Okay. Um let's try No, you'll know that one immediately. Is it the music experiment too?
1: No, I was going to do Eternals. Oh. Oh, yeah, because I was just literally looking at the other.
0: (laughs) That's what I mean. You definitely were looking (laughs) at it because uh,
1: I compared them. Yeah, I think it's 46
0: or 47. So, Uh, Black Widow. Okay. Over or under 76%. Over. (laughs) is it it 81 79 oh so close that's that's insane I'm a little too good pick something
1: that's like bizarre actually here I don't
0: want to pick something bizarre (laughs) I want to pick
1: things that people know okay Uh, here's one the thing is actually no I'm not going to pick something that's like actually you know what we'll do this we're going to go with this movie it's an all-time classic that you have seen Jaws over or under 90% wow I'm going to go
0: over. Correct. It's 97%. 97%. What is the highest Rotten Tomatoes critic score? 100. For what?
1: Like Citizen Kane or um, Casablanca probably. Clearly
0: you really like those movies. (laughs) Just by the way, you're... Okay. I got one for you because you haven't even seen it. So I'm very curious about this one. Blade Runner 2049. Okay. Over or under... 84 percent over <laughs> i'm really eighty-eight <laughs> <laughs> percent that's a, that's phenomenal how did you do that okay
1: well i i kind of like always like watch reviews and movies all the time so i kind of have a gist of like what critics okay
0: i'm gonna try and make was this a like, little bit harder for you go next for yours
1: oh okay let me just scroll through the list um you know this one is just popping up not what i wanted oh no, i really messed that up I have to go back and then, okay. Mm, uh, Unicano in the Island of Magic. Oh, sorry, Unico in the Island of Magic. What is that? I don't know. It doesn't have a tomato meter, is the problem. Uh, okay, this one has one. Okay. Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank.
0: Why are you making it harder for me? I don't need it to be harder. Okay, what's the over under? Uh, over under 60%. uh under correct 54 <laughs> percent. i don't even know what i couldn't even like have a I picture of that been, movie have you haven't dude they play that trailer so much last year really oh yeah oh wait they totally did yeah it's yeah the, i saw that
1: one yeah, yeah, yeah the one with the dog and my yep. jackson's in it
0: yep definitely okay i did see that one. Oh, okay so that was a fairly new one okay american sniper over or under 73 percent? that was a tough one i'm gonna go over though it is under really? 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yeah, I had to make it harder. I had to bring the numbers so close that it was really yeah, so close. <laughs> uh, what else we got here? Uh,
1: okay, here's one. Yep. This one just came out too. Magic Mike's Last Dance. Over or under 60%? Over. Ron,
0: really 49 percent. 49 oof magic mic that hurts all right i got one for you argo okay over or under 94 percent dang that's so
1: hard <laughs> i'm assuming it's a couple digits away um a one best picture oh my god under
0: it's over it's 96 percent dang it <laughs>
1: I was like, I could see it going. The crazy
0: thing is, you knew when that, when you said a couple digits away. I was like, how does he know this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, this one, this one's Avatar: The Way of Water. Ooh, over or under seventy five percent?
0: I'm gonna go slightly over, but I know it did not have a very good critic score. It is over. Yeah, seventy six percent. I thought so. Yeah, it's very, very close. I haven't monitored it very well, but I know Puss in Boots had a higher score than it for the longest time. Still does, probably. Yeah, actually, do you know what Puss in Boots' last wish is?
1: No. Oh, sorry. It's like I think I guess I should give you an over under. Uh, Over under ninety
0: percent. It's over. Yeah, it's it's like
1: ninety five. It's very
0: high. Yeah, very good movie. Had no business being as good as it was. We did talk about that. Okay, my last one. I'm going to give you The Martian. Oh, God. Over or under 88%. Over. Nice. 91. I was thinking that in my head. Yeah, I was 91. Of <laughs> oh, Mitchell is the champion at over under Well, We will play that one again because that is a good one. Other than that, thank you guys for watching another episode of Back to the Scene. We will see you or talk to you next week. And that is a wrap on this episode of Back
1: to the Scene. Thanks for listening.
0: It would mean the world to us if you left us a review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you're listening. And if you guys want to reach out for anything, whether it's questions or ideas for the show, please make sure to hit us up. We'll have the email and all our socials in the description of this podcast.